suffering, and may they not be parted from the good fortune have attained when they act upon intention. All beings are the owners of their actions and inheritance results. Their future is born from such action to such action and its results will be their home. All actions with intention, be they skillful or harmful, of such acts they will be the Uh, beginning the day with some chanting. It's not really a intellectual process of uh, thinking things through or believing in something, or it's more resonant process. So, uh, more that we can recognise our mental and conscious habits have a conceptual wave in them. We can think things through and that has its values. 
consciousness is more primarily a, re- a resonator, a sympathizer. As we get something because it touches us, it strikes us, we resonate with it. And that's a more fundamental function or fundamental way that consciousness operates. It's a... Uh, picks up a, a tone, a feeling, a resonance. And out of that, patterns. It makes a pattern, an internal pattern of happiness or distress, fear, warmth and so forth, love and so forth. You pick up something, it strikes a chord that's pleasing, that's delightful, that's weird, that's horrible. Yeah, and then internally knit forms an internal wave of shock or joy or comfort or calm. This is a basic uh, way that consciousness operates, consciousness process, how we internalize any impressions at all. How we're able to retain particular impressions because a particular waveform is created in that resonance. Yeah. And that's called happiness or horror or whatever it is. It's how it feels. We interpret that wave. It's just a particular waveform in consciousness. So you can build up uh, waveforms. You know, things you repeatedly do that you enjoy builds up a waveform. This is the principle of patterning, which karma is uh, one aspect of that patterning, in really in terms of ethical uh, patterning. So how we get familiarity is because if we pattern, something reminds me of that. If we've got a, it's a pattern in consciousness and that fits it. This fits what I call friendly or polite or hostile or threatening, whatever. This pattern thing is not always accurate, but it happens. So a lot of our time we're actually beginning to recognize how accurate is our patterning and then being able to pause on it, check it, this pausing, stopping, checking, widening, coming out of the pattern, reviewing it, and then maybe being able to allow that which is confused or distressful uh, to realign itself. So we'll talk about that more. Clearing the mind, we call it. Clearing out the old patterns. But with the chanting, because it is a resonant experience, sounding, it's embodied, actual throat and chest tend to to have a subtle vibration when we chant it does have a a bodily effect can calm us down can brighten us up the images that are used uh, the the theme of them is uh, that which is peaceful, joyful wise, awakened these are the metaphors that are used trying to almost remind us of those particular patterns in our experience or to begin to establish them. A lot of our patterning is around what's urgent, what's terrible, what's necessary, what's needed, you know, what's costs a lot, you know, so sort of dread patterns, anxiety patterns, pressure, uh, which you get from media or desirable, exciting, powerful, so on. Here we're patterning in what is the beautiful? What is the good? What is the true? What is the beautiful? Mm. 
supremely enlightened. You know, the words don't always work. That's why we, uh, words are arguable, definable, so often we just use an image, human body, awakened, right? Making this gesture of offering, which is a very powerful uh, pattern, generosity, the givingness of of our nature, coming into that, offering. Praising, what do you do when you praise something, when you honor something, there's a lifting in the heart. There's a particular pattern, a wave pattern happens in the heart when you really uh, praise something. Respect it. It's a, that, that, you know. So someone you admire or something you admire, there's a certain lift to that pattern. Resonant lift. And uh, so this is just something that happens. Now, you can't really force it to happen, but it's more, um, you know, tuning into that potential, however you want to formulate it. Human beings have done this for millennia. The sacred is a very uh, profound pattern, wave pattern, something that touches us. The beautiful, the true, the good, the joyful, the compassionate, the wise, the profound, you know, these forms. You know, and we could say, well, is there anything or isn't there anything? Are we just fooling ourselves, convincing ourselves? We say, well, you know, as a wave pattern, it's better than dread, compulsion, depression, anxiety. <laughs> you know, you can have one wave pattern, you might as well have a good one. <laughs> Something that gives a little lift. So that's. Uh, part of it, you know. So of course, uh, and we just on one level, on a rational level, we're just sitting in this room in Devon, and so what? <laughs> but that particular wave pattern, you know, is one way of interpreting reality, and yeah, okay. It doesn't help us to check the, uh, you know, the tedium or the. Anxiety doesn't doesn't form anything that checks that. So often we use devotional forms to check our sense of pointlessness or meaninglessness or the flatland. Sometimes Ken Wilber calls it the flatland of just everything's just dry material realities. Get on with it till you die, and that's it. Uh, that's what materialism. And all its levels, even rational materialism has reduced the world to. Not joyful, nothing mysterious, nothing evocative. It's just all sticks and rocks and maths. That's one particular pattern, flat pattern. Doesn't. Or you can have things whereby there's a sense of the magnificent or the joyful wise and compassionate and you can that one you need to see which is has the most useful beneficial results so you can check it out certainly uh, coming in, in the mornings or the evenings we use it this way it just helps to 
the morning to kind of come out of the patterns of sleepiness or ho-hum another day, here we go, that particular uh, patterning, humdrum. Mm. And just send particular sense of particular energy through the system. It's like a, any other form of exercise we do. Yoga, qigong, whatever, it just uh, helps to tune things up. We're choosing up a resonance with the realization we can, loosely speaking, better ourselves. We can come out of the habit. We can come out of the so what. We can come out of the just me again plunking through another day. We can come out of that to the immediate, the precious, the sublime, the beautiful. Where, where there's a chance to change our patterns. Now, the idea is that we don't really, we're not looking at uh, establishing some kind of belief pattern in God or Buddha or whatever, but cultivating that in order to, dis- to disrupt these rather uh, flat and deadening and confusing uh, patterns, our compulsiveness, our urgencies, our despair, our meaninglessness, the meanness, which becomes a me, as a pattern becomes established, it becomes me, part of me. And these then have a very throttling effect on our spirit. Freeing, freeing oneself from the patterning. This is the big topic. Uh, sitting still drawing the body up it's coming out of the sleep pattern where everything is kind of contracted and closed down brightening up resonating through the heart things we find meaningful ethically beautiful inspiring it's gently a little you know it's not a whole indoctrination it's just tuning in to that potential in our nature, that particular form, wave form, in order to dispel stuck patterns yeah, that we know so well and assume to be ourself. Yeah. Often retreats have this slightly jarring or challenging effect. We're not doing the habitual. There's a reason for that. Just mm. to try to encourage us to come out, to open up to other energies, to other waveforms, to other resonances. As it's, uh, you know, the fundamental. Uh, difficulty of all human beings is we give up on spirit we give up on awakening so we settle for the familiar the old the old form and there's a particular uh, like a death or a numbing out of the spirit it's nothing fresh or new it's just here we go again here we go again another day get through the day you can do it but so what? 
So what? So just, you know, what does it take to come out of a habit, a pattern? It's a struggle. Because those things are ingrained. It's a bit of a struggle. You know, it takes some effort, some application, some determination. So using a group form, saying we're here, the group form, because we fundamentally also mirror and emphasize with other humans, so it helps to hold us. It's coming, I'm going to do my struggle coming up because there's other people. We do it together as a group energy. Use a sense of ethical guidelines to help straighten, correct, tune us into the good. The chanting is really to tune us into the beautiful. It's not a moral obligation. There's no function in it. In a way, it doesn't matter. But flowers, incense, chanting is the beautiful. And that's an important sign, an important way to establish. This is not just the kind of grim, purposeful. It's, it's touched with beauty. And there's something can be refreshing in that. We open to that. That's an important piece of what the waves that take us out of the, the humdrum. And leads towards quality called piti, rapture, delight, skillful delight, which is important, so important for samadhi, and it causes the mind to disengage from sensual, uh, the delight that comes from the external senses, to a, a delight that's subtle, comes upon a tuning to the skillful, the bright, the beautiful in the mind. So sometimes when you begin a day, it's just touching in with that, just thinking or suggesting it through, we may have an alignment to what we feel is morally good which is we might have a strong alignment to what we feel is true really actually as it is but don't uh, neglect the beautiful this is where we get the joy that feeds us the happiness that feeds us
Let's get on our feet. So we're just working on the uh, way the energy is in the body. So essentially you want to come out of uh, anything that feels stale or numb, or contracted, because this has uh, effects on the emotions, on the psychology, on, on the mind. So these holistic in this sense that what we experience in a bodily sense, has effects on our emotions, our impulses, our attitudes, you know, bored or stale or frustrated. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, yeah, we're just working on, on the bodily sense of that, bodily act, energy. Sankara is the word. We'll come back. <coughs> So it's very important to always have these, uh, you know, if you're doing these kind of exercises, the attitude is not pressurized, it's not pushy, it's not power, it's sort of just a light unfolding, extending, gentle, you might say gentle stretching of one's energies, but not, not pressure. So, you know, little mot- little kind of reminder is we always do 80%, never 100. Never the complete, you know, it's just that. So it's, it's a loose, soft uh, and it, exercising. So why don't we start with some these rolling of the knees, bringing the feet close together.
Shifting your weight from one leg to the other leg, and the weight-bearing leg, you bend the knee. So as you bend the knee, this means that both your thigh and your calf muscle come into play. So it's much stronger than keeping your leg straight. Keep your leg straight; those two big muscles can't work. You just so if you bend your knee, much stronger. And then the thing is, how do we, just getting the sense of balance, and that's a rather marvellous piece of body, how the body does that. The body has this intelligence that knows what balance is. We can't, we can't figure it out. Their heads, it's a, it's a particular, say, using the term waveform, the body recognises what those line, line up means line-up of energies and pressures. Balancing system. It's intelligence. So just think you can get that one leg, bend the knee, turn on the, keep the other leg weightless. And turning, just using the hips, turning. Relaxing your upper body. Obviously, the more stronger you do it, the more the balance is, is challenged. And the other leg. certainly help walking meditation not because you walk like this but you do when you do walk you do have to lift one leg off the ground (laughs) yeah Yeah. so if you get the sense of balance you get a nice flow in the walk because all the weight comes down one side and the other side is empty and you can walk in a very flowing light way which has a particular effect on the mind walking light, walking flowing rather than walking rigid coming out of the rigidity patterning of an unintelligent body Okay, let's come into the upper body, the arms, shoulders, and uh, 
you've probably got it by now, moving the arm from the shoulder. So the arm can be whippy, like you're flicking a strand of rope. So we're loosening up the the joints. This is because uh, one of the effects of compression and stress is is we seize up. You know, you you seize up and you get more and more locked. It's also natural in aging, it tends to seize up. But also with uh, stress and pressure, everything contracts. So when we come out of contracting as a sense of being able to loosen some of the felt experience of sense and pressure makes the mind softer more fluid more flexible So this, uh, using this imaginary ball is a way of um, developing, using intentionality as as an embodied experience rather than just a thought experience. So so when we intend to lift a ball, you really intend to, you you cut something in your braces and you, you know. So you send that message, you're gonna lift a heavy medicine ball Something in you goes right, and you power up to do so. So there's, there's an intention. The intention then sends a signal into the body, and the body will then, you know, operate. You know, it sort of powers up to do that. Or say the ball is lifting you, and then different kind of intentionality goes. Just relax and let it happen. Mm-hmm. So those are it's a movement of intentionality into the body. Now. So a little exercise. Imagine we have this uh, ball here. So take a slightly wider stance. So get it so you can even really get the feeling of a ball. So the cupped hand, lower hand, the cupped upper hand. You're carrying it. It's not heavy. But it's there, soft ball. You know, what your body does when it senses that, when you bring that impression in. You know, there's a sense of contact, touching. Then flexing your knees, keeping the knees soft. And we're imagining the ball is going to start traveling to the right. So it's pulling us over to the right. Keep your upper body upright so you don't bend over and just take take that movement through the legs and hips yeah. over to the right 
So the ball is, is pushing over to the right and we're just following it and staying, keeping our upper body upright and taking the flex movement in our hips and legs. So you keep balanced, you keep grounded. So if you don't keep grounded, then you, you lose balance and you lose strength. So you want to stay grounded. Okay, similar thing now. Put your hands the other way so you've got your left hand on top, right hand underneath, cupping and coming over to the left. Trying yeah. to keep your upper body upright and just sink, sinking in your legs to follow that movement. The ball is going that way. So now as it goes as far as it can to the left, hands slide around it, come over to the right, and slide around it, coming over to the left. See so you have this waveform. <clears throat> so if you're going to the left, the left hand is upper. Going to the right, the right hand is upper. You get to the end of that. The ball rolls, your hands follow it, stay with it. The ball rolls over, your hands stay with it. The ball rolls over, your hands stay with it. So you keep the sense of contact, playing, flowing, it's care. So the, here the whole body is coordinated, yeah, the hands, the waist, the legs, the feet, everything is working together, everything is taking different roles in that but the body also is co- coherent sense so you don't have to tell it what to do you just get the whole body to be part of it and then all, all the body or bits of the body will find its different place in that role the role of the feet is to hold the ground so in all that movement the ball pushing and Turning, you stay very grounded, very centered, very fluid. Hmm? Strong, yet not rigid. Okay, then just slow it down, come back to standing, bring your legs closer together to the, what we call the normal stance, <clears throat> still with that ball in front of you now, your palms are facing each other with this ball, knees are slightly flexed, or soft, tails tucked in, holding this large soft ball. Now the ball is going to try to push over to the left. So gentle feeling that the left side of the ball has got an energy in it pushing to the left. Your whole whole body knows that. It's just the first very gentle, your body tunes into that. 
you know, needs a little more presence on this side of the body, the left side of the body, right down to the feet. Ball pushes a little harder, you still stay completely the same stance, but tuning the left side of the body as a resistance. Try to avoid tensing up the muscles so you don't make it that hard. A pressure, just as if you're feeling a certain push and your whole of your body is tuning into that. Ball is gent- pushing gently, a little bit harder, more vigorously. And the left side of your body is warming up. Resist that. Right side of your body is quietening, emptying, nothing needed there. So all your energy is moving over to the left. while we let that so if the ball is quietening calming coming back to center what it feels like to be centered and then naturally moving over a little bit at a time increasing its push to the right what would it feel like to have that pressure in your hand you feel like as the all the tissues and the muscles in the right side of the body just brighten up you know, as if they're being Activated, but not to the point of tensing up. We try to encourage, rather than tensing up in the hands, to lengthen the effect, so you're right down into your right foot, leg, calf, hip, so forth. So the whole of the body is taking and resonating with that particular effect. Bracing into the into the ground, resisting. Coming back into center again, feel the pressure declining. <coughs> So, and over to the left. Similar gradual building up of pressure. 
if the ball is like an inflatable balloon that's uh, getting more and more air in it so it's a little more push and you're just holding that connecting to the ground softening and then come back to centre again so we'll go from left to right back again Uh, one more time so over to the right side so there's a gentle gradual feeling of no Holding that in, checking, strengthening. Softening, releasing. Side to side. Let it come back to centre, relax the form, standing. let's try another movement bring your hands up and this time it's called raising the sky so for this we have the fans flat to the sky as if the sky is like a slab you don't want to tip it because you drop the slab so your hands are flat and to the sky above your head and Take a stance, let your neck soften, feel the weight of the sky. And as you're breathing out, sort of extending, lifting. 
Not that far. The important thing is to keep the hands flat to not tilt them or pull them out to keep them quite close together above your head as you breathe out just as if you're inflating your arms just gently lifting, extending feeling the energy of that and then breathing in softening and breathing out you're sending particular signals into your arms, your shoulders, and also down your back, which is important. This is uh, something about wakening the spine. So because as you push up, the weight is coming down through into your back, down between the shoulder blades. Yeah. Uh, softening, releasing, coming back. Breathing out, the out breath, a sense of lengthening. <coughs> Energizing the spine. And coming back again. And the stretching is with the out breath. So it's, it's not a tight, it's not a tension stretch, it's almost like a relief, yawning kind of stretch. Okay. So bring your hands down. Rest a little bit. So another movement. This helps particularly the inner thighs. So the inner edge, inner thigh. Um, there's a certain uh, tension there, or can be tension there. We don't even notice it. Uh, it affects our ability to fully relax and breathe out. This is a kind of locking of the lower body. So to release and open the lower body, do this by first of all just getting the sense of standing and then softening the knees without bending your back. This is going down in a an elevator or lift, you know, ground floor basement, and then coming up. Feeling what what has to what comes into play as you do that, as 
you bend your knees, dropping your tail, giving your back straight. What comes into play? First of all, it's the strengthening the outer thighs, the outer muscles. If you lengthen the time, you stay in the in the squat, stay in it a little bit longer, and the feeling of letting that strengthening in the outer muscles allow you the inner thighs perineum to soften and relax. Breathing out. Helps to get you grounded if you find yourself always up in your energy, earthing. So let's do it as a, now you've kind of shown the body particular uh, pat, uh, energy patterns you want to encourage. I'll do it in a fluid way. <coughs> so breathing in, bring your arms up behind you, circle. Breathing out, breathing in, breathing out. So here we we link it to the breath movement. The breath movement is a natural, reassuring, soothing quality to it. Breathing in, opening. Breathing out. And letting the arms come forward from the shoulder, remember? So you're moving from the shoulder, so it's a nice wide, even kind of suggestion almost of, of almost throwing your arms forward, but not in a violent way, but a lengthening your arms forward, cushions under your hands, breathing out, coming down. If we can slow slow the movement down, uh, feeling the transference, the movement in your legs, 
parts that take up the pressure, parts that can relax, soften and open. So, in what the Qigong encourages and what we're trying to always get established, not just as a thought, but as a body, body understanding that whenever something energizes, something relaxes, the yin and the yang, it's always together. So when we don't do that, we just get tension. So the idea is that certain parts of the body do energize, but then that allows the rest of it to soften and relax. And so conventionally speaking, often we, we don't get the relaxing bit, the whole thing tenses up. There's that strengthening and then the softening, relaxing in the belly, come down. To the two energies support each other. Our ability to completely relax means all that energy can then be transferred to the pieces that need it. Okay, let's just quieten that movement down. Let it dissolve. Come back to standing. coming away from the body, let your forearms, just the forearms, lift, almost as if they're floating on a, on a rising tide of water, you know, inflatables and just water's coming in, they lift the, uh, the hands, the arms up, floating on the ocean, then the palms of the hands facing inwards, Standing like a tree. So there's a gentle strengthening down the back as if the everything is kind of supported by the uprightness. And then within this transference of energy, we transfer our strong energy or our <coughs> call it yang energy. down the back, the legs, the feet, and then softening the front of the body, which is very important, because this is, you can relax the viscera, the belly, all these areas that have quite strong effects on our sense of well-being.
front, the face, throat, chest, abdomen, solar plexus, the whole lot. Nothing needed here. Just uh, bring the energy down into your back. Standing like a tree. Supervision is just to keep uh, surveillance, gentle surveillance over the whole body, anything in the front, for example, just in, in the forehead, the eyes, the mouth, anywhere where it starts to pucker or tighten up. The chest, the belly. If you can just widen and release that. Let the energy move down the back, strengthening. Strengthening by relaxing. Bring your hands over on top of the ball and as you feel it softening and declining letting that all that withdraw into into the body, into the belly, as if that ball is sliding, shrinking and sliding inside you, connecting to the breath. The breathing, the ball of the breathing, swelling, flexing of the breathing. the form and dissolve. 